Welcome to Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And if you're listening to this, then consider yourself a part of the team. Stick around and let's shine a light on all things Appalachia. Appalachia is full of amazing artists. Uh, we have not just musicians and painters, poets. We have so many amazing writers that write so many different genres uh, that it is truly impressive um, what I've seen here in this region uh, as, uh, as a member of the Appalachian Authors Guild and meeting writers from other, uh, other guilds um, as well across the across various parts of Appalachia from all 420 counties and you know, specifically right here in central Appalachia. Now, I know as we head into the holiday season, and it may be a little early, but as we head into the holiday season, as if you have someone on your shopping list that loves to read, consider supporting a lot of the Appalachian authors in the region uh, by picking up one of their books, giving them away as gifts. Uh, you can catch uh, quite a few of them out locally at various events, uh, signing books, and you could buy an autograph copy. Now, one of the reasons I brought this up is I recently uh, ran across an article by uh, Kendra Winchester. And this was uh, maybe a less than a year ago. And this is from Book Riot. And, you know, one of the most popular books about Appalachia in modern and recent times was J.D. Vance's Hillbilly Elegy. Now, outside of Appalachia, that book and movie got a lot of fanfare, got a lot of support, rave reviews. Inside Appalachia is another story. Um, so what I'm reading here on Book Riot, I'm just going to just do a quick quote here, and I'll put this link up on our Facebook page. Since Hillbilly Elegy came out in 2016, I've experienced countless people claiming to now understand where I come from and what Appalachian people are like. But they don't think of my childhood uh, watching my dad lose himself while arranging music on his piano, or my grandfather tenderly nurturing plants in his ridiculously large garden. Instead, they imagine the stereotypes of J.D. Vance's version of Appalachia, where the entire region is made up of poor rural white people consumed with violence and have no one to blame but themselves for their life circumstances. And not just that, when you think about the stereotypes, uh, illiterate, Poorly educated, um, lacking basic decorum. Uh, you know, another another one is um, you know not not well read. Uh, you think of domestic violence. You think of drug use, opioid addiction. You now there's there's so much of this out there as far as stereotypes. A lot of these stereotypes could just be blown out of the water if more Appalachian writers were more widely read. But in this particular article, uh, this writer makes a suggestion of 15 books to read about Appalachia other than 
hillbilly elegy. And I want to go over maybe a few of these, but I want to bring up some very specific books and writers here locally in central Appalachia that you can easily support uh, by picking up a book. And trust me, when they when local writers get any kind of book sales, they're really, really pleased with it. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much it means to local writers when we go to an Authors Guild meeting and somebody says, hey, I you know, sold you know, 10 books last month. And so, wow, you know, on Amazon. Wow, that's great, you know. Uh, so we try to be very supportive of these these authors because it's our artists, and I've said this many times, not just on this podcast, but over on Super Talk Radio when I've had the uh, opportunity to be over there talking about Appalachia and the foundation and so forth and our artists, is our artists actually define who we are as a people and a culture. And that's why it's so important to, to get behind our artists and support them. One of the books, the first book on this list, actually, is one I've mentioned on on this uh, podcast. It's called What You Are Getting Wrong About Appalachia by Elizabeth Catt. I read this book. It's an amazing book, and I do recommend it to anybody out there. Uh, I had an opportunity to listen to her speak at Abingdon uh, a couple of years, about a year before the pandemic hit. And uh, she did a really great job going, I guess, talking to a a room piled full of people, standing room only. And I was there um, with another fellow writer from the Authors Guild, and we, you know, we really enjoyed that talk. If you're wondering, of course, what she says here about this is if you're wondering why hillbilly elegy is so problematic, I'd suggest starting with what you're getting wrong about Appalachia. And under 150 pages, Kat lays out her argument in a clear and direct way that's very easy to follow and understand. And also in the back of the book, she had a ton of resources in the back of the book that you might want to check out, too. But here's some other books off of uh, this particular list from Book Riot. Appalachian Reckoning, A Region Response to Hillbilly Elegy, edited by Anthony Harkins and Meredith McCarroll. Uh, so this is really just a collection of people telling their own stories, uh, taking that, you know, that took issue with Vance's version of Appalachia. Uh, so... You know, this, this is kind of the counter-argument. Here's another one as well by Bell Hooks called Appalachian Elegy, Poetry and Place. Um, and, of course, according to the author of this article, it says this is the only elegy from the region you'll ever need. And what she talks about in that particular book is uh, how black Appalachians are often left out of narratives about Appalachia. Which is, which is very true, a very, very good point. I've yet to read this book, but actually I just put this on my, uh, on my list on Amazon to pick up. Uh, there's another one uh, from Kentucky Poet Laureate uh, Frank X. Walker uh, that's called Afrolachia. And he spent his uh, career trying to encourage other black writers from the region. And it's a, it's a really good poetry collection from what the reviews of this says. And uh, if, you, if you've not read his work, uh, this is a pretty good place to start. Uh, the Birds of Opulence by Crystal Wilkinson. Uh, this is an award-winning uh, author. Uh, tells the story of several generations of black women living in the southern black township of Opulence. Uh, anyway, this uh, got a lot of great reviews. The Prettiest Star by Carter Sickles is another, is another one. Uh, here's one by Jason Howard and Silas House, and a lot of people know who Silas House is. Something's Rising, Appalachians Fighting Mountaintop Removal. 
that I have not read that book, but I've, I've seen that. Uh, Any Other Place by Michael Crowley. When These Mountains Burn by David Joy. Even As We Breathe by Annette Sonuk Clapsaddle. And actually that follows a young Cherokee man who takes a job as a groundskeeper at a historic park inn located in Asheville. So that's uh, that, that should be a really interesting one. Step Into the Circle, Writers in Modern Appalachia, edited by Amy Green and Trent Thompson. Uh, Fair and Tender Ladies by Lee Smith. A lot of people are very familiar with Lee Smith. Uh, this sounds like a really interesting book here. The Third Rainbow Girl, The Long Life of a Double Murder in Appalachia by Emma Copley Eisenberg. So that I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, for those of you who are on Instagram, there is a, a web, uh, there is a um, someone to follow there called Read Appalachia, and you can find all kinds of great book suggestions over there. Uh, the one I wanted to bring up though is there's a couple of things I wanted to actually bring up, and one is specifically the Appalachian Authors Guild. I've mentioned over and over, we have so many amazing writers. So I just want to throw a few names out there for you guys if you have a pen or paper uh, to jot these down. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite couples out there has got to be Carrie Kilgore and Jason Adams. Uh, now, Jason writes across, they both write across genre stuff. Uh, Jason, uh, his, his stuff includes science fiction, fantasy, horror, Appalachian folk tales, and I'll even toss a little romance in here and there. Uh, you can find him at uh, jasonadams.info and uh, in the pages of Pulp House Magazine. So uh, Jason Adams is a really great local author. And uh, and Carrie Kilgore, who we've had on this show before and talked about some of her work. You can find all these folks on Amazon as well. Uh, another really interesting interesting book um, and a really, uh, really good person, good author, is Delana Bodmer. Uh, now, some of you may have heard about um, a particular book. Uh, actually, I was looking for, it was quite popular, called Under the Trestle, the 1980 disappearance of Gina Renee Hall. And that actually was uh, took place around Radford. Uh, and you probably have seen that on some of these true crime shows, uh, Investigative Discovery. Well, as much uh, fanfare as that book had gotten, uh, the victim's sister, Delana Hall Bodmer, wrote a book called The Miraculous Journey, A Day Made in Heaven. And I'm going to read the blurb from Amazon on this, or a little piece of it. It's kind of long. What would you do if your sister were brutally murdered and her body never found? No doubt you would do all you could to find her body. But would you also expect to have a transforming experience about the power of love? In late June 1980, 18-year-old Gina Renee Hall disappeared. She made one last phone call to her sister Delana the night she disappeared, saying she was looking at a lake and spoke one last word, Steve. Gina Hall did not come home. This is a really touching book, and I had an opportunity to um, have see Delana uh, present to the Appalachian Authors Guild. You can find this on, I think she has a website called The Miraculous Journey. 
Uh, you can also find this on Amazon. You could probably find the book a little cheaper on our website. So definitely t uh, check out uh, Delana Bodmer's uh, work. Um, other people uh, in the guild, it's very much worth looking at. Adelie Davis, born in McDowell County, West Virginia, family of 10. Um, she, she writes a lot of authentic tales. She uh, first published in 1997 with a biography called Here I Am Again, Lord. Uh, Landon Colley, an old-time Primitive Baptist Universal Preacher, which was and is well-received by our readers. So she's went on to write so many books. She's a lot like uh, Linda Hoagland, who has written so many books, you kind of lose track of how many. And it's amazing how when people get into those creative cycles, they can, they can turn out so much. One of my favorite local writers and really good friend of mine, Linda Dobkin, she writes under the name Joe Allison. And she writes books that are um, the Julia Nye mystery series. You can find those on Amazon as well. They're set in St. Louis in the 1910s. Um, and it's about this bold heroine fighting the issues and prejudices of the day um, through the local police department. Even though they didn't allow women to be detectives back then, she's kind of working on the side. Um, really great work. I really learned a lot from from her, uh, and not just from reading her book, but listening to her presentations. She's in the Bristol area. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, Guild president, Vicki Fletcher, has so many things that she's written, not just uh, devotionals, anything in the you know in the Christian literature, but children's literature as well. Tom Fugate, if you love a good spy novel, you can catch Tom signing books here and there. Uh, a couple of his books, uh, Spy Dreams, and uh, I haven't read that, but I've read Cigarettes for Two. Excellent work. Uh, you can also um, find Rose Clicks, uh, Greg Lilly, who a lot of people know from uh, the Abingdon area, runs the library there. Uh, Gina McKnight, uh, who lives in Ohio, in the Appalachian area of Ohio, uh, and uh, has her own uh, small publishing company. But she has a, she's done a lot of great work and, and helped out a lot of writers over the years. Another local Bristol guy, Damian Matthews. Um, Bunny Medeiros, I had her on a podcast here not too long ago, uh, but the audio is so bad, so we definitely want to get her back on. But uh, she had uh, one the one of the, a really great book called The Friendliest Town on the Trail, and it's about Damascus. Uh, you can only find that locally. But on Amazon, she has a book called Walking to Wajiji. And uh, it, uh, she actually had talked a lot about her uh, you know, recent visit to her ancestors' homeland, the Azores, which sounds like one of the most beautiful places on, on Earth. Um, Sylvia Nichols is another great local writer. Um, let's see, Rita, uh, Rita Quillen, actually. Had, uh, she actually had some recent fanfare with Hiding Ezra. So that uh, check if you haven't read that, check that out. Uh, Betty Jamerson Reed, uh, Delilah Haynes, um, Jack Russell Rose, who's been with the Guild for quite a while. Uh, he's done some really amazing work. Um, Jason Houghton uh, with the Guild. Uh, Angela Willis-Sells. We had Tammy Robinson-Smith on not long ago. That was a really great uh, interview we had with her. And uh, Dan Swanson and Joe Tennis. Let's not forget them. So there's a you know there's a lot of really great local writers. So if you get an opportunity and you, you didn't jot the names down, just write down AppalachianAuthors.com. 
you can go to that website and actually there's a members list there and you can take a look and see all you need to see. But the Appalachian Authors Guild just recently had a, a, a couple of anthologies come out. One of them is a cookbook. So if you know somebody that loves to not just read but cook, uh, there's a new book out called From Appalachian Kitchens, Recipes from the Appalachian Authors Guild. And uh, it's about 60 pages long, and it's got a whole lot of different recipes in this. Now, I didn't put anything in there because, uh, yeah, I'm not the greatest cook in the world. But um, I did touch base with Vicki Fletcher, who's the president of the Guild. And here's what she said. From Appalachian Kitchens is a cookbook for those loving Appalachian foods. From liver mush to homemade beef stew to cornbread fritters and pistachio surprise, you won't go wrong with trying these delicious re recipes. If you'd like to buy a copy, go to the Appalachian Authors Guild website at AppalachianAuthors.com and scroll down to the homepage to buy directly from AAG. That's the Appalachian Authors Guild. So yeah, you can do that or you can buy on Amazon. Uh, just a little note there, if you buy from the AAG, it'd probably be a little bit cheaper. And it probably helps them out. They probably make an extra buck or so on the on the book than uh, if buying from Amazon. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, but from Appalachian Kitchens. And sounds like something I should get and try. Not a bad cook, but I'm just not a great cook. <laughs> so um, I did want to kind of bring up these local authors and uh, you know encourage you to support them, especially as we go into the holidays. You know, let's, uh, let's, with COVID and everything like that, there's not nearly as many festivals as we used to have. So jump on Amazon, uh, jump on the Authors Guild page, support these local authors, buy some of their books, give them out as gifts. Uh, they're not expensive. One other thing I will mention, and I've mentioned before, but I, wanna, I wanted to put a kind of more of a focus on this. I'd really love to see this happen. You can make donations to the uh, to the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement without actually making a donation, without spending any money. Everyone shops on Amazon. So if you go to smile.amazon.com, there's a program called the Amazon the Amazon Smile program. And what that is is when you you've logged in, you go to smile.amazon.com. It's the same platform as Amazon. Uh, once you're logged in, you can just go into that uh, it'll ask you to choose which charity that you want to support. And for everything you buy on Amazon, they'll, they'll give a percentage of that to the charity that you pick. So you're not actually writing a check and sending a donation, but you're buying on Amazon anyway. And uh, that really, really makes a big difference. Uh, I'm going to jump on the smile.amazon.com page right now. And all U.S. charities, as of August 2021, because of this program, just from people buying on Amazon, had received $285,795,312.80. So we registered the foundation uh, for Appalachian Advancement on the uh, Amazon Smile program. So we would love for you to go on there and choose our foundation for the charity you want to support, the nonprofit. It could make a big difference. You know, if we had, I don't know, a few hundred people that did that, uh, that, that, would, that would make a big difference. Actually, the Nature Conservancy a couple of years ago had over $3 million in donations just from this program on Amazon. So I would ask that you consider putting us in there. And uh, whenever you get ready to go check out of your cart, just go to smile.amazon.com. You'll see your cart is still full with whatever you had there and just purchase through that. 
It's just one extra click and it goes for a great cause. So even if you don't want to support us, you want to support maybe a local animal shelter or whatever, you know, um, uh, you, you can certainly, certainly do that. Uh, pay it forward. It doesn't cost you a dime. It just costs you one extra click. So I uh, wanted to point that out. And if you have uh, done this for us, uh, tell your friends. Let, uh, let your friends and family know. Let's try to get as many people doing this as we can. Uh, it would be great to get to the point one day where we never had to ask anybody for a donation. Um, but if you do want to donate, tonight I'm actually, uh, today's the 13th of September, I'm going to go onto our Facebook page and set up another one of those uh, donations, an opportunity we can click to donate. And uh, everyone listening, uh, jump on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash support Appalachia, and uh, give us five bucks. Um, goes a long way. Uh, now, it takes about 90 days for us to get any of the donations. But so we'll get that close to year end, whatever we whatever we do today. So we certainly appreciate you. Thanks for your time. Uh, let your friends and family know about our podcast. We'll be back again later on this week with another episode. Thanks again, everyone, and we will see you on down the road.